want to welcome you all to Bethlehem's the truth, power of peace. Let's begin our study in Psalms 29, verse 11. The power of peace. How powerful is peace? Peace is extremely powerful because peace causes us to allow love to come in and allows us to bring in patience and all the fruits of the Spirit. Peace is the starter of everything. It just, it really is. It's the starter of everything. Peace. It's a beautiful thing. So Psalms 29, 11. We're going to talk about how Christ says, I give you my peace. Rather than having the peace of the world. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. We're going to prove everything and document everything that I say today. So Psalms 29, verse 11. If you have a second word, you got the Lord Yahweh will give strength unto his people. Are you his people? Yes. The Lord Yahweh will bless his people with peace. Peace is a blessing. If you don't have peace, you're all messed up in the mind. You're all messed up in life. You're all messed up. You can't even hold a decent relationship without peace. Amen. It's very important to have. So we see here that if you love God and you serve God and you truly give your all to God, the gift of peace is coming to you because another name for the Holy Spirit is the spirit of peace. Amen. It's the spirit of peace. And where the Holy Spirit goes, all the fruits of the spirit goes. Amen. Matthew 5, 9. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. If you have peace and if you give that peace to others and you open up and give that peace to others and you begin to make peace, you know how you got troublemakers in the world, okay? And you go out and you give that peace to others. You become a peacemaker for God. And when you become a peacemaker for God, what happens to you? The blessings of God come upon you. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. Second Corinthians 13. Peace isn't quietness. Peace is... When there's a storm around you, you have your peace. That's peace. Peace is the silence of the ocean after a storm. That's peace. It isn't quietness to the point where some people think that if my house is quiet, I got peace. That's not peace. Okay? That's good, but it's not peace. Peace is a spiritual Thing, so it can never be physical. Amen? It can never be physical. It's a spiritual thing. It works from the inside on out. If someone has peace, is there always trouble in your life? Is trouble always finding you? Even when you think you're at peace with yourself, trouble finds you. That's because you don't have peace. Trouble stays away from peace. Amen? It just does. The peace that God gives anyway. 2 Corinthians 13, 11, if you have it, say glory to God. And Paul speaking. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind, the mind of Christ. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. When you live in peace, when you live in peace with others, when you live in peace with Friends, when you live in peace with coworkers, when you live in peace with your lover, when you live in peace with your wife or your husband or your children, when you live in peace, peace is important. The God of peace gives that peace. 
And he also gives that love. 12. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the com communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That's so important. You can have none of these things without peace. None of them without peace. Paul just told us what it takes to have peace, what it takes to have the power of peace in our life. You must be perfect, meaning not perfect like I don't make mistakes, but perfect in repentance. Perfect in repentance. If you know you're wrong, repent. Amen. Don't let pride take you away from the peace that God wants to give you. Amen. It's time for people to mature and go to the next level. Repentance makes us perfect. Nothing else does. And you're only perfect for a little while until your next sin. But at least you're perfect in the eyes of God for that moment, however long it is. So repent. Hold nothing against anyone except Satan. That's it. Because if there's no peace, how could you be comfort to anyone? You just can't. Share the mind of Christ. Share what God has blessed you with. It ain't for you, it's for everyone else. You love what Yahweh loves and hate what Yahweh hates. And to live at peace with everyone if it's possible. Sometimes it isn't. But at least you tried, amen? Not always letting everything get on your nerves. But understanding everything for what it truly is, amen? So don't be in denial saying, oh, it's not this or it's not that when it really is. That means there's confusion inside of you and peace and confusion don't go together. Amen. They do not go together. When you do that, the Holy Spirit will be with you in love and in peace. But you got to do these things first. These are the first things for the power of peace. First Peter 3. First, we're going to start with verse 1. If you have it, say glory to God. Glory to God. Likewise, you wives, be subject, be in subjection to your own husbands, not someone else's, your own. That if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. Meaning your conversation, your peace inside of you should cause your character, your being, who you are as an individual, as a Christian, to be stout, the peace inside of you. And others will see. Some people don't believe in the word of God, but your example, the way you are, can cause them to believe in the word of God. Amen? While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. So what do you speak? Do you speak things or do you project things? Do you project what's in your mind, your own fears? Or do you speak with wisdom and understanding? It's a difference. It's a difference. People who project don't have peace. People who speak with wisdom and understanding in the conversation, they speak with love because they're trying to open up to someone else. Amen? Who's adoring, let it not be that outward adoring of planting of hair or of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man the one that's inside the spirit of the heart, 
and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. It's of great value to God when you have a meek and quiet spirit. God, he holds that very highly because you're not just speaking just to speak. You're speaking with words that matter. You're speaking to glorify God. You're speaking from peace and love and understanding. Not just understanding your troubles, but understanding other people's troubles as well. Speaking from what you understand. To understand is a form of love because it takes understanding to have compassion. Without understanding, you can't have compassion. And if you don't have compassion, that's not a mark of God's elect. If someone doesn't have compassion, it's a mark that doesn't belong to God because God is full of compassion, just like his elect. So we always go the extra mile and we always seek that peace within that compassion, that love, the purity of the love of God. It's a beautiful thing. For after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also, he called them holy, also who trusted in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. Listen to this. Even as Sarah or Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters are ye. She was the example for you. As long as ye do well and are not afraid with any amazement. You don't have to be afraid of anything. I can't call him Lord. He's not really telling you to call him Lord. If I was to go to the book of Ephesians, he's speaking of the order here. We're going we're gonna to fix it. Seven. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, understanding, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being ears there of the grace of life, the grace that God gave, the grace that Christ shed on the cross, that grace, that your prayers be not hindered. If you don't do it together, your prayers will be hindered. This is very important. It's extremely important. He's not telling the woman to bow to the man because you don't worship anyone but who? God Almighty, Jesus Christ. You honor the order that God has placed in this man and this woman. But in all reality, he's speaking of the body, the head of the body of Christ, which is Jesus Christ himself. So he's saying you should do all things like you are doing it to God. Amen. All things like you're doing it to Jesus Christ himself. And he's saying, men, you honor your women, you honor your wives, knowing that they're the weaker vessel knowing that God created them to help you. Don't be annoyed. Finally, be all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren, be pitiful, meaning, meaning that extra love, be courteous. Be humble-minded towards each other and love each other, knowing that all that you do for each other, you're actually doing in the sight of God and Jesus Christ. He looks to that. You don't want your prayers hindered. Not rendering evil for evil <clears throat> or railing for railing, but contrarywise, blessing. Blessing each other so that God can bless the both of you. Knowing that ye are thereunto, called by who? Called by God, that ye should inherit a blessing just for doing what God said to do. You inherit a blessing. When you don't do what God said to do, you don't inherit a blessing. We'll see how this 
affects you. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from and his lips that speak no guile. That they speak no guile at all. It's important that we speak no guile and no evil. Let him eschew evil, meaning hate it, and do good. And let him or her seek peace and ensue it. Preserve it. Preserve it in your heart. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. Are you righteous? Do you carry his righteousness inside of you? If you do, you carry his peace. Because who wakes up wanting to fight? Who goes to bed wanting to fight? Right? Who goes throughout the day wanting to fight? You shouldn't. It's not good. That means you're not having compassion. That means you're not carrying the spirit of peace within you. That means you're not carrying love and pity, pityness towards the other person. That means you're only thinking about self. And you can't become one person if you're only thinking about self. And his ears are open unto their prayer, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. What is evil in the eyes of God? Not to have faith. Not having faith is evil in the eyes of God. When you don't have faith, it's evil. So when you don't carry out what God tells us to carry out, is that you having faith? That's you not having faith. In the eyes of God, it's evil. Amen? And you got to remember that. And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? No one can harm you. Because you put into practice all things. You put into practice everything that God said to put into practice. The power of peace, it brings in all the fruits of the spirits. It just does. And there's no law against the fruits of the spirits of God. Trust me. But and if ye suffer for righteousness sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled at all. You don't got to worry about them at all. You ain't got to worry about anyone who comes against you because if God's for you, no one can be against you. And you have to remember that. The power of peace isn't silent. The power of peace is knowing who you are in Christ and embracing it, meaning living it to the fullest because wives don't serve their husbands and husbands don't rule their wives. The order that Yahweh has placed in a marriage or in a relationship, but in, in this is the marriage, in the body of Christ, or in life itself, we must obey to the T, no matter what. As husbands and wives, as Christians, we must obey the true head of the body of Christ, our husband, our Isha, which is Jesus Christ himself. Then the power of peace will be with you. It's clear. It's extremely clear. And then you won't be thinking things in your head. You won't be having bad thoughts about the person that you lay next to every night. If the power of peace that's inside of you is giving off the fruits of the Spirit. We're going to go to Colossians 3, 9. If you have a say glory to God. Glory to God. Right now one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man or woman with his deeds, his or her deeds. Don't lie one to another. 
Why lie? Why lie about anything? I hate a liar. Lying just burns my insides. I'm like, why are you lying? And then, when you lie to someone with the Holy Spirit, it's really? Lying is never, ever good. It's not a good thing. It's the tongue of Satan. It's his own language because he created it. Verse 10. And have put on the new man or woman in Christ, which is renewed in knowledge and understanding. After the image of him that created him. To the image of Jesus Christ. To the image of Yahweh himself. We were created in his image after all, were we not? So if someone's created in the image of God, like all human beings are, right? Should we not give them the respect that they deserve as a human being until they deserve otherwise? Amen. That's the problem with the world today. No one's giving anyone their respect that they deserve made in the image of God. 11. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncir or nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, that's another word for Greek, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. There's no, God doesn't play favoritism, he's saying here, at all. Either you're in or either you're out. You have to make, it, you have to make that choice. But put on, therefore, as the elect of God. So who are we talking to here? The elect of God. He's not talking to anyone else. As the elect of God. But put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy and kindness. Humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. What is he saying here? He's saying that you go the extra mile with people. You go the extra mile. You just don't give up. You go the extra mile with people. You know how many miles Christ went carrying the cross? You go the extra mile with people. You love the extra mile. Amen? You put on more peace than you have to, if not for anything else but for your own self. Put on peace. That's why when, you, when someone does something to you, you don't have to go to them and say, hey, I forgive you. You can just forgive them for your own sanity. Because if you don't, you can go crazy. That's the truth. You're going to lose your peace. And I'm telling you, Christ is telling you, God's telling you, the Holy Spirit's telling you, Paul's telling you, keep your peace. Keep it. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man or woman have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. There's no excuse for not forgiving. There's no excuse for holding on to a grudge. There's no excuse for not using the power of peace. Forgiveness brings in the power of peace because it brings in that perfection. Amen? Fourteen. And above all these things, put on charity, which is love, which is the bond of perfection. Do you have love for someone else besides yourself? If you do, it will show. And if it shows, peace is right with it. And let the peace of God, there it is, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body. There's that body we talked about, even in this Peter 3, 1 through 13. And be ye thankful, because you could be sleeping alone. Be ye thankful, because guess what? 
You could be in a bad marriage, amen? Be thankful because you could have nothing. Be thankful for everything that you have because everything that you have is from God. Let's continue, 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Now, what's wrong with that? Not a thing. Not one thing's wrong with that. That's beautiful, amen? It's very beautiful. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him for all things. Everything you do in the name of Jesus Christ, and you do it to be pleasing to God. Never do anything to be pleasing to your mate, to your friend, to your cousins, to your family, to your parents, only to the glory of God. Amen? And that's the truth. Because if your mate or your family or your friends or your cousin or your coworkers or whoever they are that you're trying to please, if you're actually pleasing God, they're going to be pleased if they're any type of a good person because of who you are and how you carry your life with God in Christ. Because you are the example to look at. 18. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. That's what he wants. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Hold no grudges. Be not bitter. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Period. It's well-pleasing. See here, what Paul is saying is that as God's elect, we must put on mercy, always ready to forgive little, big offenses, small offenses, medium-sized offenses from mankind, from those that claim to love you. That includes those close to you, wife, husband, children, family, co-workers. In other words, to have the power of peace working for you to the point where darkness can't dwell therein. It will not come into you, darkness, if you have the power of peace. Amen? If love is your base in life and peace is standing with love, darkness from the world or from someone close to you or from someone around you or from just a stranger or even from Satan, it will not be able to penetrate the peace and the love that is within you. And you won't go home with a bad attitude. And you won't walk around angry. And you won't walk around nervous or on eggshells. You don't have to worry about none of that. Because peace is in control. You're able to open your peace and close your peace. You're able to cast your peace and bring it back to you. You really are. Don't allow darkness to dwell in you from old offenses or from new offenses. Okay? Don't allow it. You can't love someone without peace towards them. Think about that for a second. You can't love someone without peace towards them. And that's the honest truth. I would not be able to love my wife if I didn't have peace towards her. And that's the truth. And she wouldn't be able to love me if I didn't, she didn't have peace towards me. Because you have to let your guard down to let them in to your peace. Then you can love them. Then you can actually love someone. When you let your guard down, and let that, and you open your peace up. If you don't open your peace up, 
you ain't gonna love anyone. And that's a shame not to love somebody right or wrong. That's pretty bad. Romans 8 verse 1. So what tries to break your peace down, sin? Sin tries to break your peace down to the smallest form. Tries to break it down to where it could put a hole inside of your peace. Sin does. Someone offending you. And it may not even be your sin. Usually it's someone else's sin that they're doing towards you or they're doing towards someone else or something that's happening not directly related to you. That's how your peace is broken down by your emotion of what's going on around you. And so am I telling you not to be emotional? I am not. I'm a very emotional person. But what I am telling you is to control your emotions. Okay? Control your emotions. Don't be cold-hearted. Don't be bitter. Don't be stacked. Okay? But be a good person. Be a good Christian. Be a good Christian. So that the peace that resides upon you is from God and Jesus Christ and not from the world. There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Condemnation, you will not be condemned when you walk in the spirit, there is no condemnation. There is no one's condemning you when you walk in the spirit, okay? And when you walk in the spirit, you're walking in the fruits of the spirit. Peace is one of those, amen? Because you're walking in the peace of God. Because you know who you are. You know what God wants from you. You know how to deliver what God wants from you, okay? And he's giving you so much that he loves you so much. That's why he's giving you so much. And if he's giving you so much, think about what you have in your life. I guarantee you'll never complain again. Think about it for a second. That's God saying, I'm giving you peace. Things aren't peace. But when you have things that can keep trouble away, things that you don't have to worry about, amen? Think about what I'm saying to you. People in the flesh, they worry about these things. Therefore, condemnation comes to them all the time. You got to walk in the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit is life in Christ Jesus. Have made me free from the law of sin and death. Christ Jesus made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, but he did not sin, he was perfect. And for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. What a sentence. Christ condemned sin in the flesh when he died on the cross and rose again. Amen. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. That's the only way the righteousness of the law of God will be fulfilled in you when you walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. Again, peace is not flesh. Peace is a spiritual thing. And the power of peace is a spiritual thing. It is. Five. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Life and peace. When you're spiritually minded. It's life and peace. Think about this for a second. If you're not 
spiritually minded, you're going to have trouble in life. Things are going to seem to always go left in life. Okay? When you're spiritually minded, things are always going to bend to the will of God for your life. Always. To the goodness of God for your life. And I'm telling you the truth. Carnally minded, death. Spiritually minded, life in peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. The carnal mind, it fights against God. It fights against the righteousness of God. It fights, it fights against the law of God. You got so much trouble in the world today. It fights against it constantly. That's why when you first become a Christian, everything about you must be broken down in the spiritual sense. So the way you used to think has to be broken down by the way God wants you to think. Amen? So you're going to have a little trouble in the beginning, but with the word of God, if you stick to it, it's going to pull you through and peace is going to be your reward in life. But it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They cannot. And don't get it twisted. What Paul is saying here is he's saying those people who live in the flesh, those people who live for the flesh, those people who live carnally minded, There's no way they can please God. It's impossible. The only way to please God is to completely convert to God through Jesus Christ. That's the only way. It changes your mindset and it brings in peace in life. Glory to God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. If the spirit of God dwells in you, you are in the spirit, period. There's no way around it. I always say it's like you're supernatural in a sense. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Let's break down what that is. If you don't have the spirit of Christ, you are not his. But if you have the truth, you have the spirit of Christ, you are him. You belong to him. That means he's giving you peace. And that means he needs you to operate in that peace with the compassion, with the love, with the readiness, with the willingness, with the fight and the power of peace. And let no one take your peace from you. It belongs to you. When you lay down, it belongs to you. When you wake up, it belongs to you. When you sleep, it belongs to you. Why would you let someone take your peace from you? Something God gave you. Would he trust you with it? Amen? He expects you to be an example to others with your peace and bring them men through your peace so that you can love them and then in turn God and Christ can love them. All because of you. Praise God. 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness, because you're on the path of God's righteousness, not your own, but his righteousness. And sin is dead because of the spirit that lives inside of you. Meaning you have no desire at all to sin and to be a repetitive sinner at all. Peace is your desire. Does that not? Your desire, peace. Aren't you tired of hearing about young black men, young white Spanish men, Asian men, whoever it is, dying by the cops? That's not peace. But don't let that take your peace. Amen. Don't let it take your peace. Young black men, young black women. Don't let it take your peace. Christians. 
The world, there's always going to be trouble in the world until Jesus Christ comes and Satan destroys. Always. But don't let that take your peace. You keep your head up, you still be happy. You still enjoy life. You enjoy what God has given you. Because if you can't enjoy what God's giving you, what can you enjoy? 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. There you go. He's going to quicken you. Quicken you for what? To do his will. Quicken you to glorify the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Therefore, meaning change your way of thinking. You're going to have a new change, a new mindset. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh. No one, you're not, you don't owe the flesh anything. Amen? You feed it when you feed it. You put it to bed when you put it to bed. You give it a party break when you give it a party break. You give it enjoyment when you give it enjoyment. That's that. That's all you owe to the flesh. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. Spirit does. Word to the wise. Therefore, brethren, be ye debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. You don't have to live after the flesh. Even though you're in the flesh, you live to the spirit. Amen? You put the full cuffs on the flesh. Amen? You lock them up. You put the cuffs on it. Because if you don't, the flesh will take your peace. It will. 13. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. Period. It's just that simple. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Meaning what? Kill them, destroy them, mortify them. Kill them, destroy them, abolish them, send them to wherever you want to. Okay? But you destroy the desires and the ways of the flesh. Amen? That's what you do. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God and the daughters of God. See? But you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. God didn't come all this way to leave you his spirit that you are in bondage. Amen? He didn't leave his throne to come down there to put all humans' clothes and to walk on a dirty soil to leave you a spirit that causes you to fear, to think that you can't do anything, to think that you can never have peace. This is my life. My life is so bad. No, he didn't come to do that. He came to give you life and give you life more abundantly in the name of Jesus Christ and not to fear. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby ye cry, Abba, Father. You cry to God, he hears you, he helps you, because his spirit lives inside of you. He can never, ever deny his heart. Amen? If you share a heart with him, he will never deny you. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, the children of God, and of the children, then ears, ears of God and joint ears with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. When? Seven Trump. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not only worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You ain't got to worry about what goes on in the world. You ain't even got to worry about the things that happened in the past in your life right now in your life, or the future in your life. All you have to know is that whatever you're going through right now, allow the peace of God, the power of peace that's inside of you to work it out. And you keep your peace. 
because nothing can compare to the gifts of God that he has in store for you when it returns. Glory to God. Paul's saying you're going to go through things in the flesh, but don't lose your peace. People will piss you off. Don't lose your peace. Satan will attack you and use people to do so, to attack you. Don't lose your peace. For we don't live to the flesh, but to Yahweh and Jesus Christ and the Spirit. And in turn, Christ gives us of his holy peace so that we don't hurt ourselves or others. Imagine if you didn't have peace. Imagine if you did not have the peace of God. Do you know how many times you probably would hurt yourself or hurt others? Think about that for a second. But rather that we live to Yahweh and Jesus Christ, led by the Holy Spirit, of love and of peace. The power of peace is extremely powerful. Don't overlook it. John 14, 27 for one verse. And then we're going to end in John 14, 27. One verse here. John 14, 27, if you have a say glory to God. One verse. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. What's wrong with the world's peace? It's no good. Within the world's peace, there's confusion, there's trouble, there's death, there's torment. That's not peace. That's not peace at all. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He's saying, you put me first, I put you first. You dwell in me, I dwell in you. But when you dwell in me and I begin to dwell inside of you, it doesn't just come with Christ. It comes with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It comes with so much. It comes with a package deal. It comes with the Trinity. You can't beat that. Christ saying, I give you my peace. Not as the word giveth. Christ saying, peace is pure. He's saying, my peace is pure. My peace is love. It's my faithfulness towards you. It's my grace. New every morning for you. It's my strength towards you. It's my hand of comfort towards you. The world and Satan wants to hurt you. I and my father want to only love and embrace you with our peace. But I need you to trust me. And open up to me. Amen. And open up to me. John 16 to close. Verse 33. One verse. Talk about these two pieces here. If you have a say glory to God. In closing. These things I have spoken unto you. That in me ye might have peace. In Christ. That's the only way. Not in a fake Christ. But in the true Christ. Not in a Christ that says. Not in a church or with the spirit of Antichrist. In these false churches. But in the true church of God. But in the true Christ. He who comes at the seventh trump. He who was prophesied of. He who the law was made for. Amen. He who fulfills all things. The Christ. The son of God. Emmanuel God with us. Melchizedek. Melka, king of the just, king of God's elect. That peace he's saying, I'm going to give to you. That ye might have peace. In the world, ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So what, over, what overcomes the world? Peace. Peace overcomes the world. And how do you receive that peace? 
You receive that peace by being perfect in Jesus Christ, by being one who repents and cares more than the average person. Amen? By being one who comforts, by being one who has compassion on other people besides yourself, by being one who doesn't live in pride. Amen? Peace is so important. It's so powerful. Christ is saying, don't ever be sad. Keep your peace, for it is my peace. If I give you something, I expect you to fight for it. Amen? I chose to die and rise on for you because you believe in me. As I overcame the world, I give you the power and the courage and the love and the purest form of my peace to overcome the world. And when you do, you are living in my power. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's what he wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All glory and praise to the Father and the Son. I take credit for nothing. In Jesus' name, amen.